Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is Super South, your Highlanders rugby fix. Thanks to SBS Bank, proud official banking partner of the Highlanders, helping Kiwis with their banking needs for generations. And shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. It is 7 o'clock, the theme song from the movie Maverick. Gotta love it, the sequel certainly looks like it is compelling viewing. Welcome in to SENZ, Mark Watson with you. Telephone number tonight, 0800 150 811. You can text the programme on 8833. This first half an hour, we dedicate it to the Mighty Highlanders, a simple show called Super South. My co-host, one of the great All Blacks, is Jeff Wilson. He joins us. Evening to you, Jeff. G'day, mate. See, it's not so simple right now, is it, for the Highlanders? No. Uh, the reason uh, uh, we need Maverick, we need a top gun of some sort. We've got to find someone really, really quickly because Sam Gilbert's going to be out for a while and Mitch Hunt looks as though he's not going to be ready this weekend. So we're, we're on the search, Mark. We're well, on the search well, where, for someone. Where's my boy Marty Banks? Well, well we, that's one first five. You need more than one generally. Come on, Marty can do everything. Marty can do everything. You talk about building. You talk about building the Mount Rushmore of Highlanders. Marty Banks, mate, he's my man. Yeah, but very tired and old legs. Who's who's done a whole lot of heavy lifting for this team in the past, and we can put our faith in that. I'm sure, but he's got to do the job this weekend against the Rebels, and then he'll have to do the job. If they make the quarterfinal against the Blues at Eden Park, look, I've got great faith that he'll bring everything he possibly can. But this is just probably the worst case scenario for the Highlanders when you think you might have discovered something and then on the weekend it all goes horribly wrong. And there's a moment that uh, Sam Gill would have regret for a few weeks because he'll probably get a decent holiday and then um, it's going to affect their team. But the underdogs have just got further and further, um, I suppose, uh, greater underdogs now. We have to come up with something special. And look, there's no guarantees. And Look, if the force get up tonight, um, it's all on. Can I suggest, look, um, George Foreman came out of retirement. Jeff, have you ever thought about it coming out, mate? Big guy. Seriously, mate. I mean, oh, I've seen you around Milford. You, you still look like you'd be okay over 100. 100? Is that the cumulative metres across the course of the game? <laughs> Come on, that's, Jeff. That's the only 100 I'd form, be good. What, What's the old saying? Form comes and goes, classes forever. In all seriousness, Jeff, I've, when, right. I, when I name my greatest All Black 15, you and John Kerwin are bracketed on that wing. So I, oh, I, right. I, I have faith in you. So form comes right. and goes, class lasts forever. Sure, surely, Jeff. You are Maverick. <laughs> you are Maverick. Mate, I'm, I'd be ringing up Ben Smith and finding out where he is. Look, the, del- the, the, the situation is they've got what they've got. There are no one. No one is coming. You can't bring anyone in at this stage. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to find a combination. But they're going to have to. And mm. they've said that it couldn't be done in the past. You know what? I'm going to have to keep the faith. I'm going to keep the faith with this group of players. I'm going to keep the faith with Tony Brown and the fact that they'll come up with some sort of solution. Look, I know there's been some criticism in the fact that you know that. 
they clearly haven't, you know, they, they've won four games to date. They might sneak their way in, um, you know, but it's going to be a huge ask for them. Um, you know, the, I, I would say this, though. The Waratahs actually proved the point, I think, on the weekend um, that they're a team that are well and truly on the up. They look good to me. I think they've played well. Remember, this is a team that toppled the Crusaders. Um, so you can't you can't hold anything against the fact that they're a good rugby side. And so that's the, the one, I suppose, saving grace I'll take out of this performance on the weekend is the fact the Waratahs are a good side. Yeah, and look, and I think they'll tip up the Blues this weekend because I think the Blues will run a whole lot of changes and try and rest a whole lot of guys before we get into playoff mode. And we've got to remember, the Waratahs also beat the Crusaders, didn't they? So this is, yeah, I yeah. think you're right, it's easy to sort of start putting the boot into the Highlanders here. But you mentioned the four victories, but I don't think that has been a true reflection of this Highlanders team. I don't think they've been that bad. And I remember talking to you, Jeff, about three or four weeks ago, and I think you made a really good point. This is still a young side. This is about building for the future as much as anything, isn't it? And you can't always be at the top of the table. You often see that turnover and you've got to rebuild. Oh, without a doubt. You know, I think the expectations were, you know, you're hoping to pick up a few more games and early on in the season. And this is still going to be a unique season, the fact that we haven't, it hasn't played out like a normal competition, playing one side of the Tasman, then the other. And so it doesn't allow you, particularly in the New Zealand comp to, for the Hollanders, they never really got any momentum. Um, so they've there are still a young side, but every year they've put themselves in a position to be there or thereabouts. Remembering last year, they were in the final of the Trans-Tasman competition. You know, they were up against the Blues. They won five games against the Australian side. So their aspirations will have always been better than, that, than, than has been realised this year. But like you say, the margins have been one, one or two tries maximum throughout the course of the season. That, you know, I think four of their games... Um, for the first eight, they were within seven points. So reality says they have been there. Reality, you know, they, they should should really have beaten the Crusaders in Christchurch um, mm. on the 1st of April, and they should have taken that, that result. And then all of a sudden, you're looking and framing their season quite differently. Um, and, but like you say, you can't win every year. That's mm. the reality. Not, not every team can. Um, they just themselves would look at it and go, there have been a number of missed opportunities, but also, you know, they just really haven't quite been as consistent and good enough. But there's some young guys in there who are seeing opportunities. There's obviously some disruption uh, late going into the game. Um, you know, uh, uh, sounds as though not just COVID, but flu seasons hit down south as well. Um, and so they're having to deal with that. Tony Brown did say that right at the start of the year, uh, or, or actually after about three weeks in, after the, uh, the bubble was in Queenstown, that, you know, there was going to be some flow on effect somewhere right to the very, very end. And, and you know, we're having to see teams already, the last second, having to make late changes, changes on the day. Guys driving from, you know, a couple of hours away to get to make their way to the bench. So, you know, there's some challenges that the teams are going to have to face to get through. Yeah, Jeff, look, um, Tony Brown came out and he said this in the media. Look, it was really frustrating. Obviously, we started really well and then after about 10 minutes, we didn't quite do enough right. He goes, he goes on to say, we gave away soft penalties, a red card, and then couldn't retain the ball. So, a really frustrating night for us. We definitely need a win against the Rebels next Sunday. Our destiny is in our hands, but we need a performance. It was just frustrating for us as a team to go backwards so far after we've been building quite nicely. Was this the game where he was allowed to blow his top? Is he a coach that occasionally will just lay down the law and just throw the toys? And when he does, he makes a statement because normally he's a little bit more reserved and controlled in terms of the message he sends the team. Look, I think the, the, the great thing that 
um, Brownie has with his players is a, a, a really strong relationship in terms of the fact that they respect him, they know he's a great guy, but also he's always completely honest about where guys' performances are at. You know, And he also understands you know, exactly how you have to deal with the individual, how you have to prepare the individual and help young players get better. And for years they have done that down there. This has been a unique situation where they haven't been, they've been actually very inconsistent. And, and to Brownie's point, you know, clearly he understands that they need to take the step up. They will know individually and collectively that they need to take the step up. He's not one, he's not one to blow his top, but he's one of those guys but who, who you can look at and you know he doesn't have to say anything. You know, you, can, it, 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 you get the sense and, and you, you get to understand how he's feeling just by, it could be a, a steely look, you know, he doesn't need to. And, but the guys have so much expectations of themselves. Like, I, don't, I don't think any of the, there are very rarely do I go into a rugby environment or a rugby team and you talk to coaches and players where they're not working their butt off. You know, they, they are working as hard as they possibly can, preparing as best they possibly can. You know, in the end, you know, there's always an honesty about how they need to improve and where they've let themselves down because that's the responsibility of the coaching staff. And Brownie won't shirk that. His coaching staff would have shirked and never shirked that. And they've never done that down in Dunedin. They'll just know on the weekend they back themselves into the corner, like Brownie said, penalties, red cards against a good team you will get punished. Okay, but we've seen the Blues for a long time being under underachievers because we've never really had a quality 10 or we've never really had consistency in the 10 jersey. I, I'm going to suggest, though, that that's been very much part of the Highlanders' problems this year. I mean, who is their starting 10? Is it Sam Gilbert? Is it Mitch Hunt? Um, you know, is it Marty Banks? And why haven't they settled on one ten and given that player some time in the jersey rather than just dropping a 10 week to week and trying to somehow turn the fortunes around? Well, interesting enough, they did early on give the race to Mitch Hunt in those early days. He got some consistent game time. Unfortunately, Mitch just couldn't quite deliver on a consistent basis. And so it got to the point where, and Brownie said this, he needed to he needed to rest them or step, you know, he needed to give Marty Banks an opportunity at 10 to start to take the weight off his shoulders. And Mitch is a great competitor, a, a really good battler who's, who's he has moments of brilliance. Um, he, he is a, a player who, when his game is on, he can drive a team around the park. What he wasn't able to do, though, in the close games, was do enough to get them across the line. And so it's sort of, they backed themselves in the corner. And 100%, if you'd said to me that Sam Gilbert was the third, first five-eighth in the Highlanders this year, I wouldn't have believed you because I didn't know that was part of the plan. And I'm not sure that was part of the plan originally. But this is where they've ended up. And this is what happened, you know, and unfortunately for them, you know, they decided it was time to part ways with Josh Ioane, um, and and that maybe hasn't quite worked out. But they've got what they've got, and now and now they're seeing. To your point, is the fact they didn't quite get those performances. But remembering, you know, you, you, the level of experience and I suppose All Black experience you're talking about at the Blues, there's no comparison with the Highlanders. I mean, there's no, there is no comparison. You know, you think about. There's a lot of guys with super rugby experience, but you've got you know multiple, multiple All Blacks in multiple positions in a lot of the other sides where the All Blacks, uh, the Highlanders, have been relying really heavily on Aaron Smith. When they lost Shannon Frizzell, well, that was a big, big loss. When they lost him, Manaki Selby Rickett, big loss. Other guys have had to step in, but you've said it; they've been young. So this is, you know, this is 
not the way I suppose Brownie wanted to finish, but in some ways I know he'll be preparing these young guys for the future. It may not be their year this year. It's going to be a huge ask. They, if they sneak in to come up to Auckland and beat the Blues, they'll have a crack. But I'm not sure, you know, this group is, is at the moment, they're, they're not being playing well enough. They're not playing well enough to beat the Blues in Auckland. But that's not to say they can't do a one-off performance. But you, you're 100% right. They need to settle on that in the future. They can't settle on it now. They've only got two games, maybe three games to go if they're lucky. You know, so... Well, well so can, can, I, can I ask you this then? Is Mitch Hunt a work in progress or is he as good as he's going to be and therefore looking forward they do need to look elsewhere? Yeah, but I think he's still got it. To your point, you talk about... It, he was one of the few, him and Aaron Smith, realistically... With, with the two old heads in the back line. Yep. You know, they've the, the rotated players, left, right and centre in the back line through injury, through COVID, through inexperience and form. They had a number of guys who had played less than, you know, 10 games of Super Rugby going into the season. So all of those things added together. I'm not necessarily surprised at where we are right now, just given their inexperience. And so I think, you know, when you, when you put that pressure on Aaron Smith and then you put the pressure on Mitch Hunt, the things that you're asking to, asking him to do, has he reached his ceiling? Well, he was always going to be up against it, given the experience of the guys around him. That's why he puts so, so much weight on his own shoulders. Yeah, so what you're saying is if we took Mitch Hunt and we started him at 10 for the Blues, he would perform probably a little bit more consistently than what we've seen with the Highlanders. Um, yes and no. Yeah, 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 you probably would. I mean, because bottom line, they, they, they've, they've got... You know, they've got a next tier of talent. But this is the great thing. I mean, the the Highlanders are certainly in a position where, like I said, in a number of those earlier games, they were right there. You know, but they proved they could compete against the Crusaders. They proved they could compete, compete against the Chiefs. You know, they, they were competitive against the Blues. So there's, they, they've shown when they're fit and healthy, you know, I think they can compete. You know, but you're still, you're still dealing, dealing with inexperience, and hence penalties, and errors and penalties and errors, as you know, in the game of rugby union, will kill you every time. And that comes from experience. You know, you've got you've got a lot of the guys making multiple mistakes in games. That's just that's just growing up, learning. And you know, um, a couple of years ago, they had a little bit more, uh, had a lot more experience, and Mitch Hunt was delivering on a, mo- uh, a much more consistent basis. You are listening to SENZ. It is 14 minutes after seven. This is Super South. We're putting the spotlight and focus on the magnificent Highlanders Super Rugby franchise. Now, SBS Bank, 100% owned by its customers, delivering convenient everyday banking. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Jeff Wilson, my co-host. It is 19 minutes after seven. Just updating that Super Rugby for you. There is a makeup game for Moana Pacifica. They are currently playing the force at Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, just over 13 minutes gone, it is Moana Pacifica leading the Western Force seven points to five. But we are putting the spotlight and focus on the Highlanders. This is Super South. Jeff Wilson alongside of me. Uh, Jeff, look, you mentioned just before we took that break, um, inexperience leading maybe to ill discipline. Oh, I sort of struggle a little bit with that. What leads players who have been really good one week to suddenly individually and collectively give away soft penalties when really uh, getting yourself offside, rolling away at the tackle, um, staying on your feet at the breakdown are things that are basically drilled into players right through their school years. Yeah, it's called pressure. And, and even you know the best players fall into that trap from week to week. And you talk about the inexperience, for example, the two things that have hurt Moana Pacifica for a, through the course of the season have been ill-discipline and offside. Yep. And 
that's yep. hurt them. And that's what it does. You know, that, that's when you're talking about players who don't understand how to deal with pressure. The game's a little bit too fast, you know, and, and you make poor decisions. And it's those things where you're thinking, you know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna not quite get back on side. I'm going to challenge a little bit more at the breakdown. And, you know, those are the things that, that have even let some of our best teams down. The fact they've given, you know, the opposition chances to get back into it. The Blues have done that on two mm. or three occasions this year, you know, mm. when good teams. And I think that's where I think the difference between the force last week or the week before versus playing against the Waratahs, there's a big gap between those two teams. There are a number of players, though, you know, and, and this is where, you know, I think who, who weren't playing on the weekend um, against the Waratahs, who were significant, you know, impactful players. No, Jermaine Ainsley's had a really good season at tight head prop, I think, putting his hand up. Ethan DeGroote, no, he wasn't there at loosehead. No, Thomas Umanga Jensen was a late um, uh, withdrawal. Fatuli Paya, a late withdrawal. Marino Makaeli, too, who had to go to the bench because he wasn't feeling 100, you know, so they made. A lot of significant changes from a team just seven days earlier had been dominant and confident. And those are something that it's very hard to replace at the last minute. But to your point, you are right. And those are the things that you need to learn and learn really, really quickly. And that's what pressure does. And remembering when you're playing for a, you know, a playoff spot, that's, that's another element of pressure. A lot of these guys have never been to, been through before. You know, um, and when you're asking them to come off the bench, and this is their first season of Super Rugby, and you know they're having to start, and they're up against a, a team which is, you know, what we're already in the playoffs, we're locked in. It's just a matter of where we're playing and who we're playing. We're we're building, whereas the other team's scrapping. All of that adds to guys making mistakes and errors. Do you believe the Rebels this weekend in Melbourne have a side, have the ability and the experience that you're talking about to put the pressure on the Highlanders? Or do you believe well, the Highlanders, if they get off to the start they got off to against the Waratahs, because they were very, very good in that first 10 minutes, that they can, in fact, um, apply what you've just said and put the Rebels under a pressure that perhaps they're not used to and therefore force them to make errors? Yeah, well, if you look at the Rebels, their performance against the Chiefs, you know, it was one where they had them under the pump, you know, uh, in round 13. You know, just you know, the Chiefs had to, what, score a last second try in Melbourne. You know, and, and we, we see the Chiefs as a team when they're fit and healthy and Brad Weber being back um, is helpful. And I don't think Brody Retallick's too far away, but clearly at home, they're one of those sides. And if you go and look through their season, they were terrible to start with. You know, they didn't look as though they were a side that were going to win many games. They've, they haven't won many, but they've all of a sudden put in performances every so often, which are dangerous. And they'll be looking at it and going, you know what, what, what can we do now? We can be, we can play spoiler if they get the opportunity. We can play spoiler. And for some teams, you know, that's the job that they look at and, and they can play. And so that's, you know, we're watching this game tonight. Moana Pacifica, they could do the Highlanders a favour and beat the force. If they do that, that's great for us, right? But, you know, the Highlanders themselves as well, they'll still, if they really want to give themselves any chance, you know, and, and going into a game with confidence, you want to win the week before, right? You want to be there with some sort of momentum. Um, you don't want to sneak in the back door. So the Rebels, I think they're a team that, uh, you know, um, you need to be wary of 100%. Okay, so what is the message and what are the work-ons this week from Tony Brown and his coaching staff? What, How are they going to approach this Rebels game? What are they asking of, of this inexperienced um, team that has been depleted through illness and through injury? You've got a plan, right? You've got a plan going in about how you want to play. The, the interesting part will be 
is what he's got available for selection to play that game and in what condition those guys are in. And if it's Marty Banks at 10, which at the moment, I don't know if they've got another option. I think that is it. Then what is the game that they can play and best suits him being at 10? And so for me, you know, I think what's really, really important is it's the role that Aaron Smith plays. It's the role Falau Fakatawa plays and the pressure that they're prepared to try and put on the Rebels by holding on to the ball, mm. by holding on for long periods of time. Um, the Rebels are a side that once you get past five, six, seven phases, defensively, they become fragmented. There are spaces and holes for them to attack through. That's the way I think they believe. And if you're going to play like that, you put it in your own hands. You put it in your own destiny and going, you know what, I'm going to back the way we play and attack. Because I would suggest if they come up against the Blues and gave the Blues too much possession, if they gave them the ball for long periods of time in a quarterfinal, you're not going to win. So this in some ways is a, guess what, it's a dress rehearsal. We've got what we've got. It's Marty Banks' team to run. He's going to be the guy that has to drive it, not just this week, but next week. If we get a chance, let's run with him and let's play with the ball and go, you know what? If we make mistakes and we get punished, then we get punished. Let's give you another scenario. So Moana Pacifica win tonight, um, beat the force, and that certainly enhances the Highlanders' chance. Does that uh, relieve a little bit of the pressure and therefore is there as much expectation on this team in Melbourne? Yeah, it's, it's and, and what what is it you do? Do you, do you then try and freshen up? I mean, if... Moana um, get up uh, and they beat the force, then the, the Highlanders are safe. Yeah. So there's only there's, there's a there's a six point gap to the Rebels and there's a um, eight point gap to the force where there's a bonus point or not. So if they're safe, do you then freshen that group up? I think you might change your mind, right? You might think to yourself, okay, um, the the result doesn't necessarily matter if if they've got guys who are still suffering the effects of whether it's COVID related or flu related. Do you put them on a plane? Maybe not. Maybe not. You think to ourselves you know what, we go over there, we're already in, what we've got to do is make sure that everyone is 100% um, healthy. The unfortunate thing is, I think Marty Banks has got to play regardless, because I don't think I've got another first five (laughs) that I'm aware of. Just just remember, Jeff, Marty Banks beat the British and Irish Lions, mate, I've never forgotten that. Great man, great man. He's on my route, Rushmore. Yeah, and he's won a title, and he's won a title. And, and, And in saying this, this might be the perfect example. Do you know what he is? He's unflappable. He's sort of that guy, well, you know, it, it, it's I, I've already achieved everything I could possibly achieve, right? I yeah. mean, that's the, that's the beauty of Marty Banks. He's not he's not going on to try and be an all-black. He's trying to go out and help the Highlanders win. When he got selected again, when he got picked up, you know, late last year again, got, got another opportunity. He's just, he was 100% grateful to be there, understands his role. He knows that he's, you know, he has a job to do and he would have prepared the best he can be. He can't make himself run any faster. He can't make himself break through gaps. You know, he can't tackle any harder, but what he can do is be Marty Banks, and that's a great thing for this group. Okay, just quickly, Jeff, because I do have to wrap it up. Who are your NBA finalists? Well, I'll tell you what, I was relieved today. How bizarre is the, the, the Celtics-Miami? There's, no one can back up. They're just this dominant, dominant, dominant. So who are my finalists? I think the Warriors are going... Well, the Warriors clearly going to beat the Mavericks. Are going to take on the Celtics. And it's going to be all time. It's going to be all time. The new so boys, the newbies versus the uh, versus the traditional greats. Yeah, no, it's got a nice uh, ring to it. Jeff Wilson, I don't disagree. I hope we're, I hope we're right.
because I'm a Boston man through and through. So yeah. let's go, baby. Lovely to have you on the program, Jeff Wilson. As always, look after yourself, get some rest, enjoy Moana Pacifica, who have just scored again, 12-5, by the way, in that game. Conversion still to come. There you go. There's Jeff Wilson yeah, pumping baby. his fist because his Highlanders boys are going to be come playing, on, taking come on, on the now, Blues now, at Eden Park. Yeah. Mind you, I thought Liverpool were going to win the EPL the other day, and then Manchester City scored three quick tries and the rest of, uh, three quick goals in the rest of history, Jeff. <laughs> Okay. I'll tell you what, they scored three quick tries. They've done well. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to have you, Jeff Wilson. Thank you. Thanks, now, mate. SBS Bank, the official and exclusive banking partner of the Highlanders. That is another edition of Super South. Coming up next, it is a man who played 79 tests for the All Blacks, the great Ian Jones in studio. We switch it up. It is Chiefs Mana next. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.